Looking to take your entrepreneurial skills to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Just Take Action with your host, Joe McCabe. Alright, so um, going through the buy side training, um, a lot of people, it's not filling out the documents that becomes an issue, it's the timelines, the expectations with the borrowers, the vendors, the yourself, you know, more than anything. Um, so what I'm going to do is kind of go through, once you have uh, the buyer, mm -hmm. you know, they say they want to write an offer, mm -hmm. and then take it all the way through the close. So I'm going to jump around like I normally do, uh, but we're not going to go over the documents because I've done videos on that before. And I right. think everyone knows how to do that. Right. That I part's easy. Yeah. So All right. Now I have, what I, just, I have a buyer for 7305 Keenan, so let me help me with the phone app. Whole process. Mm -hmm. All right. So <clears throat> first thing you do, um, but you show the buyer the house, right? And they're going to say, yeah, I, I want to write an offer on this. Um, hopefully you already have them pre-approved. So let's assume you have them pre-approved at this point. And uh, what I normally no, do with them. Oh well, in your process, you're more the listing side, but yes. this is what the list. This is what the buyer's agent's going to oh, okay. do. Okay, So, um, at that point, what I like to do personally is only ask them, um, "What do you want to offer? What do you want to ask for for seller's assist?" And then I control the rest. So I contact their loan officer. I pick their settlement date. I pick the date of their deposit, the amount of their deposit, everything. And you do that intentionally because, you know, we want to get paid sooner. And if you talk to the loan officer and the loan officer said, hey, I can close it in 30 days. Uh, if it's a bank, don't believe them. Rule number one, if it's a bank, switch them. Don't use a bank. Ever use a bank. Uh, they won't close on the, the date they say. They're all salaried, so they don't care. Um, so that's rule number one. If they're salaried, you're working with the wrong guy. Um, so I pick that. So I'm going to pick the date that we're going to settle. And I usually try to go 45 days. Um, Sometimes you get a buyer wants to go 90 days. Probably no one's going to accept that agreement of sale unless the seller has to sell and find something as well. So chances are if you're going more than 90 days on a settlement, it's not going to get accepted. So really work your, work your numbers down there. Um, on the deposits, uh, for both deposits, um, what I'm going to do is work through the agreement of sale page by page and then bounce back. So um, on the deposits, I always tell them they need to send a certified check. They don't, but I tell them they have to. Um, and the reason for that is because buyers get buyer's remorse. I've had it happen to me twice where the buyer submits their first deposit, cancels the check, and rolls out, and you never hear from them again. Mm -hmm. So certified check, tell them the listing broker won't accept anything else. And that's for everybody's protection. Um, and it's honestly in everybody's best interest. So um, a lot of times I'll trust them to mail it unless I don't. In which case, I will go pick it up from them, and then I'll mail it to the listing broker's office. But that, that's a big part of it. Um, so always a certified check. If, it's, if they really fight you on that, but maybe you've worked with them in the past and they're credible, you know, you know, then you, maybe you can let it slide. Uh, but I always, good rule of thumb is, you know, go for that. Um, so with the deposits, for the most part, all the timelines in the agreement of sale, I'm leaving the same. So the first deposit, due within five days. The second deposit, you want to figure out, usually if you're going to do a second deposit, it's going to be after the inspections are done and negotiated. So you want to figure out, um, normally it's 10, 5, and 2. Mm -hmm. 
So 10 days to do the inspection, five days to negotiate, and two days to kind of terminate, reply, or whatever you're gonna do. So you would add that to the number for the second deposit, you know, to get your second deposit number. So usually it's gonna be 17, 18 or 19 days, um, roughly. Uh, settlement date, again, go over rule of thumb, 45 to 60 days, play it safe. You can always settle sooner, um, but it, it, it avoids a lot of, you know, I see realtors put 30 days. It's like, that's never gonna happen. You know, the first thing that you need to recognize is, I got a whole list of things you should keep in mind. Um, that something is gonna go wrong in every deal you do. Like, just know that. I've done hundreds of deals. No matter how perfect your financing is, it could go wrong on the seller side, and they're just freaking selling. But then next thing you know, they're like, you know what? We're not settling until we find something. And it's like, well, holy shit. You didn't see that coming. There's no contingency for it. But what are you going to do? Go to court and six months later force them out? By then, they'd already have a house. You know what I mean? So there's always something that could come up in a deal. And don't expect anybody to adhere to the contract. The contract's there. You should adhere to it. They're probably not going to. Um, it happens all the time. Yeah. People will yeah. just decide at the settlement table, I'm not buying the house. I've had I, that happen my, before. My, uh, my deal, he put down July 31st. So I but, told his agent. Is he, oh, and they just wrote it? Is he dreaming? Yeah. And he's getting a mortgage? I, I'm, not, I'm not doing it as long as I know it's not going to happen. Oh, he's getting a mortgage? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I turn around, I just turn around like 11 days. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was a loan officer, too. So if you hear me say anything mortgage-wise, you want to yeah. throw in some yeah. timelines. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... So look, something's probably going to go wrong at like some point in the process. Um, so drag out your timelines as long as you can, because that avoids you having to renegotiate the timelines. So if you go 60 days, you can always settle sooner, but now you have 60 days to complete it. Um, and everyone wants to settle sooner. So uh, no one's going to give you a hard time there. Uh, trust but verify. I say that because this has happened to so many people, um, especially with your loan officer. You know, you'll hear the loan officer, say, oh yeah, I ordered the appraisal. Okay, they probably did not order the appraisal, ask the processor. Um, if they did order the appraisal, you know, say, well, what? Uh, can you give me the appraiser's number? I wanna follow up with him. Um, if a loan officer or a processor say, oh, we ordered title. Yeah. Well, in PA, in New Jersey, they don't order title. The realtor normally orders title. So trust them, oh, great, I appreciate oh. that, but follow up with the title company, follow up with the processor and just make sure it was done. Otherwise, you'll be a week delayed, and uh, hopefully the city didn't get hacked that week too. Now I had to send my agreement of sale to uh, Anna Babuka something. Yeah. At Remax. On the listing side. Yeah. So when you get a listing, we'll handle all the conveyancing for you. That's what you told me the other day. Yeah. Right? And that's what the four ninety five was for. That's the four ninety five. So the broker fee yeah. covers that. Yes. And then on their side, they gave me their title company. Yeah. Ordering the full title. And. Uh, and you want to connect the two. And then his mortgage company will be ordering the appraisal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I connected them this morning. Yeah, that's a, that'll that's one of the yeah. best time saving things that I do. Um, so as you're filling out the agreement of sale, once you have an accepted one, I always put all of the dates in my calendar. So I'm going to get to that, but they never hear from me again until it's time to negotiate the inspection. Then they never hear from me again until basically we're about to close. Um, so I stay very hands off in the process because uh, I'm useless. I mean, all realtors do. And they don't realize it. Um, realtors just get involved and start, you know, being mean to vendors and telling vendors they're never going to use them again. And guess what? It doesn't help. So um, that's rule number two. I was that guy, and uh, it doesn't close deals. 
so written acceptance of all parties is, is one of the lines in here that everyone seems to, they always ask me about it. It really doesn't matter. You know, you can put two days, you can put one day, um, but no one's gonna respond by that date anyway. You know, so if we sign an agreement out today and then you send it to the listing agent, so you have two days to respond, I mean, they're, they're not going to follow. It's, a, it's just an arbitrary number. It's like time is of the essence. But um, at the end of the day, in this market, there's so many uh, offers being submitted. You're probably you know, not going to get a response in that time, time frame anyway. So it should be in there. It's definitely a number. Uh, what it more is, it's, it's saying basically after two days, you know, our offer is no longer on the table. Um, you know, but it's probably still on the table, <laughs> you know, it's probably still, still on, on the, the table. table. Yeah. It's probably still on the table. Um, all right. So the mortgage contingency. So I, uh, with this, I normally do 15 days before the settlement date. I'm going to tell them we're going to have a mortgage contingency. And that's why I like 45 days as a settlement date because 45 days is a settlement date. That gives us 30 days to hammer out the appraisal and to hammer out, um, getting an actual commitment from the lender. Um, this is where working with um, working with a, a mortgage broker versus anybody or just any lender who gets paid commission is very important because, again, a, I can tell you a million times I've worked with a bank, my aunts and underwriter are police and fire, all the cops and firemen want to use police and fire, they won't close on time. Like unless you are a hundred percent vanilla bot buyer, you have zero debt. Oh, yeah, see, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, they'll never, I, no I, one I will close on time. Yeah, and if you call and it's a call center, just 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 don't, yeah, yeah. just don't do it. Um, so always use a broker, or at least make sure they're a hundred percent commission, um, because that that's very crucial to you closing on time. Otherwise, they don't care; they're getting paid either way. So, in a lot of the call centers, the mortgage call centers, they get paid per application they take. Like Quicken, they pay them per application; they don't pay them per close. Hence, all the problems. Mr. Cooper does the same thing. Per application? It's insane. But they're very, but they, I gotta tell you, Mr. Cooper can turn around alone. Yeah? About 20, he's turned around. But I, but I have helped people put, put food. And I'm Nation Star. Nation Star? They are good. Nation Star? Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Yes. Sounds like garbage. Sounds like some garbage ass lender you found on Craigslist. <laughs> They do full pre-approvals too, credit, income, everything. Oh, that well, that's my other tip with the mortgage. So, on the mortgage side, um, when you're dealing with the call centers, all they did was talk to them verbally and crank out a pre-approval. Uh, Homefront is required to f pull every single document your borrower has. We won't issue a pre-approval letter until we have all your documents. Um, the reason for that is because I've been a realtor on the receiving end of a deal that fell apart. I've been yelled at by people. Barbara Young said, is this most banks are all, all banks suck. Um, so I've been on the receiving end of a deal where, you know, the loan officer said, hey, you're good to go. Uh, they order the appraisal and then they don't start doing anything or processing anything until they get the appraisal back because they want their complete file and they're not going to waste their time because they get paid cranking out apps. So um, it's just be careful and, uh, you know, work with someone and also they're they're in they're forcing your buyer to breach the contract when they do that because if you read the contract under the agreement part it says the buyer is going to submit a full application including all documents and that's not what happened so you're, you're basically in breach by default because of the loan officer's negligence um, 
to get to the more timelines piece. Uh, so the inspection contingency, you have 10 days to do the inspection. You know, I leave that as default. I, I usually don't change that. Um, you're gonna have five days to negotiate the inspection um, and then two days to terminate, essentially. Um, so if you read it word for word, word for word, after your first 10 days, seller will acknowledge in writing seller's agreement to satisfy all of the terms buyer's proposal or buyer and seller will negotiate another mutually acceptable written agreement for the repairs. If seller agrees to satisfy all items or buyer and seller enter into a mutually accepted written agreement, buyer accepts the property and agrees to release uh, to the release in paragraph 28 in this agreement and the negotiation period ends. If no mutually accepted uh, written agreement is reached or the seller fails to respond during the negotiation period within two days, uh, the buyer will accept the property with the information in the reports and agree to the release in paragraph 28 or terminate this agreement by writing in seller with all deposit monies returned to the buyer. I cannot tell you how many times I've been the listing agent and I could have screwed over the buyer's agent because they go past that date. Because that happens all the time where you send us a bucket list as the listing agent of all this shit you want us to do and obviously we're not gonna do it. Right. And they just keep dragging their feet thinking the longer they drag it out and really all I could have said was you've already accepted the property, we're past that date. So by default, you accept that property. So it's important to remember you only have 17 days in total if you leave the defaults. And I always leave the defaults. So that's something to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. So just be careful. Again, most people don't even know that that's in the agreement. Most people have never read this agreement, even experienced agents. Um, they just crank out deals. And a lot of this stuff in the agreement itself doesn't apply around here. Um, an important thing to keep in mind, line 680 of the agreement of sale is uh, when there's a dispute over deposit monies. This is like the next biggest cover your ass type thing. So if it does come down to a situation where um, buyer doesn't want to move forward, but seller won't terminate and won't sign the release of funds, at line 680, if you leave that to default, you will not get that money back for 180 days past the settlement date. Right. Not past the date that you tried to terminate, past the settlement date. Mm -hmm. So I change that to zero or 30 in between there. Pick a number in between there. Because what happens is if the, if the buyer has a legitimate reason to terminate the agreement of sale and you left it at 180, well, now you don't have a buyer for 180 days. Hey, and you got to hope that they still have interest after 180 days and they don't think that you suck for not getting their deposit back in time. You know, so just keep that in mind moving moving through it. Um, definitely reduce that because you want to get them back out there shopping. So, and the broker has to release that money. There's no unless someone files arbitration or litigation. Um, they always have to arbitrate first, by the way. They can't just take you to court. So they'll try, and then the judge will throw it out because we did that. Always check. Uh, mediation. That's what I meant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have to per the agreement of sale. You must go to mediation first. Uh, seller is limited to retaining sums paid by buyer, including deposit monies as liquidated damages. Always check that. Um, it's just an extra cover your ass type thing. It, it means that they can't. Um, it just kind of limits what the seller can kind of go after with the buyer if they do terminate. All right, so that's the majority of the timelines in here. What I like to do, the minute I get the agreement of sale under contract, mm -hmm. is I send out one email. You've been on my, have you been on one of my emails? 
So I sent out one email to everybody. So the title company's on there, the lender's on there, the home inspector's on there, the buyer's on there, and sometimes the listing agent so they know that I'm on top of it and they're gonna leave me alone now. They're not gonna text me 50 freaking times asking for the deposit. I don't wanna be bothered. Like, I wanna be hands off. Um, I'm not one of the agents who calls title every day to find out, where's the title boss, where's the title boss? I'm not calling the lender every day. I literally, I know, they'll call me when they have something and I got other things to do. Um, which brings me to a point. Be focused on your pipeline. Be focused on your next deal. If you're only working one deal, you're gonna be broke because that deal could fall apart. Chances are, could fall apart very strongly. Build a pipeline. That's realistic. Um, so I send one email. So normally, and of course the insurance guy. So the email is gonna say, hey buyer, you know, congratulations, our agreement is out was accepted. Your first deposit is due by this date. It needs to be a certified check, mail it to this address, um, and then that's why I CC the listing broker because then they know, okay, he, you know, he's, he's working that. I put the inspector on there and I usually will tell the inspector, hey, I need this inspection done within the next five days. Because if we have to terminate, I don't want to wait 10 days. You know, if it's a shit show, I want it done. Like we might as well just kill the deal and move on to the next right. one. Right. Um, this is the one thing that I took from what I'm looking at your video. Yeah. All right. But this is the only thing I'm wondering. If it's the client's decision on what inspector they're going to take, mm -hmm. how would you know who you're emailing? Because they told me they want to use my vendors. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Of course. They don't have any, I mean, uh, most they clients, they, right. they, they don't, don't know anybody. anybody. They I don't mean, know hey, do you want to use, do you have an inspector you want to use? No. Do you have an insurance guy? Do you have a title company? Nope. No. They'll Unless they're an investor. Anything. An investor might have a title company, but, you know, chances are slim. So, and again, it's like, yeah, they said they wanted to use my title company. Okay. Leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just keep it, keep it at that, and there's no, uh, you don't have to worry about the, uh, some some people go way too far, uh, this is all recorded, but some people go way too far on the compliance realm of like, did I give them enough options? It's like, relax, okay, relax. Right. You gave them options, you had choices. You have choices, this is my guy. Do you have someone else you wanna use? No, I, most of the time, no. That's simple. Yeah. Now, you said send one email, buyer, seller, Tyler company. Uh, uh, listing agent. Insurance guy. Buyer, seller, insurance guy, home inspector, title company. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess okay, that yeah. sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yep, and then so I just walk them all you through didn't it. You the seller in that. You didn't include the seller in that, did you? No. Mm -hmm. okay. Just the listing broker. Yes. And that's only so that they don't bother me later. Yes, okay. um, the title company I include on that. Uh -huh. If you include Keystone, the reason I do that is because they will follow up with you after the inspection period because they have the agreement of sale now. Right. And that's the other thing, I attach the agreement of sale at the bottom. Like so now that. the home inspector doesn't need to call me and say, how many square feet is it? How many beds and this? I don't want to talk to you. Sorry, Walt. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like, I just want to crank it out and move on to the next thing, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that's how you need to be. Okay. So, and that's how all the top agents are. Guess what, the top agents are not working on this freaking deal every single day. They forgot about it. They submitted it. They got a team in place. They have a system. Mm -hmm. They have the dates. They know, okay, inspections do this date. Let me yes. call the inspector. Where is it? That's it. That's how you need to operate. Um, yeah, if you're working on one deal, you're broke. You're thinking small. you got to scale. Um, so, let me ask you another question. So, do you have something, I don't know if you sent me an email on any of your selected or recommended home inspectors. We, they didn't actually come to the office. I yeah, have, we have we have three. I have cards. Mm -hmm. We have three. I always use Walt. 
because um, Walt and my dad worked on the police department together forever, and then Walt's always done a good job for me. So I always tell the people, I'm like, hey, Walt is 100% honest. Uh, to be honest, sometimes he puts more than he should in the home inspection. So I'm never worried about them telling me, hey, you know, you forced me to use this home inspector. Well, yeah, he lost me the deal too. So how could I have done wrong? You know, so, um, and the other thing about that is it's so important, so many people join this. Um, it's really important that you know the vendors uh, that you're working with um, and have a relationship with them, you know, um, and not just a, a business relationship, but it's important to be able to call Walt and be like, Walt, you know, yeah. shoot me straight. Yeah. Is this really a, a serious yeah. inspection issue? Should they really worry about it? Because, you, you know, they're freaking out. Um, or call the insurance guy and be like, hey, man, this uh, policy is too much. we got to find a way to get, like, get an exception on their credit or something like that. Um, I don't know. It doesn't happen much with insurance, but... Um, but it's good to have a relationship and someone that you can lean on that you send a lot of deals to because yeah. again working with one call center loan officer that's never going to hear from you again doesn't give a shit so, so I'll get all these names from Chelsea yeah there's a whole bunch down there so do, do you recommend that we just use them or is that for home inspection, I would use whoever you want. I mean, you know, someone okay. that you kind of build a... I have a relationship with one. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because she even did the inspection on Father's Day. Oh, wow, yeah. And who can, people want to come out on a Sunday on Father's Day. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, it's important. My, my biggest rule um, and the way we've set up, like, uh, Homefront, which is it's rare for our mortgage company and Keystone, is everyone is essentially commissioned. So nobody gets paid unless the deal closes. Um, and that's important, too. Because what it does in your mind now, it's like, all right, there's a delay, but this guy only gets paid if, if the deal closes. So obviously nobody is doing this on purpose. Maybe before I send that email, because I've been that guy where I've sent the email like, hey, fuck you, I'll never use you again. You know, that's me. So I've learned to tone that down because I'm like, all right, well, wait a minute. These guys, these guys only get paid if the deal closes. And by the way, the mortgage industry was responsible for the last market crash. Maybe there are some regulations that need to be followed, and maybe that's part of the delays. Um, so timeline-wise, don't get all excited when you finally, uh, on the mortgage side, I forgot about this, when you get an email from the mortgage company that says, okay, you're clear to close. You're not closing tomorrow. Don't force the closing. That is the other thing. Loan officers are huge on that. Realtors are huge on that. They'll start forcing the title company email after email after email to close. When the clear to close is issued, the CD still has to be balanced. Um, there are still TRID regulations. They still have to send out that initial CD. The buyer has to acknowledge it, and then you can't close for three days. And then, by the way, they have other clients. The loan officer has other clients. Everyone involved has other clients. So that's why we came up with that system, Qualia. So everyone kind of plug in dates that work for them and try to pick a date that way. So we're still working out kinks with that system. Um, but yeah, just don't be, I don't like to be that guy. You know, I like everyone to be like, oh, he was calm, relaxed through the whole deal because I wasn't like that before. Um, and I realized the only reason that I wasn't like that, I was forcing closings, was because I was fucking broke and because I needed money every deal and because I was working in the cycle of realtor where, oh, I got a deal, nothing. Got a deal, nothing. <laughs> You know, and that's how that's how commission salespeople operate. So you start forcing transactions and forcing transactions. All you're doing is destroying relationships, pissing off the title company, pissing off the loan officer. There's people, there's loan officers that I know that have had relationships with realtors who are doing 100 deals a year that won't work with them. Um, Mike McCann, like top realtor in the city, has way too much time on his hands. Uh, he is not someone that I will ever do a deal with if I can control it. It was horrible. He is so on top of his transaction, it's too much. He micromanages. 
Yeah, especially if it's who is it? June Ward. June Ward. Yeah, if they're if they're like that, like obviously Mike McCann's the exception, but yeah. that it, that was for one of his investor clients that he spent a lot of time building a relationship with, so he wanted it to be perfect. Fine, but most of the time, you'll realize when the listing agent's blowing you up, they don't have much going on, and it's probably some suburban listing agent with Remax or Berkshire Hathaway that has nothing else to do uh, but follow up on that one freaking deal. So. Just so then you just know to deal with that person accordingly. Hey, June, I don't have anything. Well, when are we going to close? We're both in the same boat. I mean, we all want to close, man. No one is purposely delaying your deal. Nobody. So it's just something I learned to keep in mind because, you know, you start getting freaked out and you're like, why the fuck aren't they closing? And really all that's happening is, you know, trid or maybe the buyer's an asshole and went and took out a loan. What? Stop it. A mortgage underwriter just asked me what TRID was. No, so TRID, TRID are the, all the guidelines, basically, like the timelines that the buyer oh. has to be disclosed. Thank you. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That's where the CD and the closing... You know, I talk English, not acronyms. Sorry. Okay. I don't even know what TRID stands for. I'm glad she asked. What does TRID stand for? Really? Oh, my God. All right. Hold on. Let me look TRID up real quick. I didn't know people okay. didn't know that. Why don't you say something about TRID? All right. It's I called the TILA RESPA Integrated Disclosure... Oh, shit. Integrated this where'd it go? Integrated disclosures, I guess. Yes. Um, uh, see, we, we, we use the words when we had to speak because we were speaking to an audience who didn't know our academics. Now you're saying I can't, can't speak. Now she's saying I can't speak. To your customers. Teddy's always coming at me. That's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. She's pushing back. She just keeps going. She likes to push back. <laughs> Let's see. NAR should have a. Stay on the record. I was getting here with I need a dummy-proof version. All right, did you ever try to read the CD, and it's all fucked up, and it's backwards, and it's like flip-flop? That's TRID. TRID created that document. All right, so some congressman wanted to get famous. Same with Dodd-Frank. Hold on, let me find the timelines, the exact timelines. Basically, TRID, uh, here's another thing they call it. I forgot about this. called No Before You Owe. Um, but basically, the whole, the whole idea behind the document is that you have a certain amount of time. Like, once the CD is released... Right, you get mm -hmm. you get your final CD, yeah. which final CD doesn't mean that all the numbers are complete, which is hilarious. But then there's tolerances involved. So like now, what happens is yeah. when that final CD comes out, if the lender's numbers, the title company's numbers, the loan officer's numbers, yeah, if their numbers don't match, someone's paying for that. So now someone gets hit with a tolerance, so they get penalized before the loan even closes. Now, so oh. the buyer signs off on it, and then if there's a difference between that CD and the final CD they have three days to say, you know what, wait, I'm not doing this loan. So they sign it that day. They have to acknowledge it on that first day that it comes mm -hmm. out, but then they have three days, three business days. Usually Saturday is included in a business day in mortgage. If they don't like it, they can kill the deal right there, and they're safe under their mortgage contingency. Uh -huh. I wasn't. Don't tell them that. Um, then under the loan officer's job is to tell them that. And then uh, on the refi side, the same thing. So the refi will normally fund, like if you ever refer a refi or something and, and the loan officer and the, your buyer's calling you, I didn't get my money. It's been three freaking days. You're going to get on the third day. So there's three yeah, days before right funding occurs. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was a, a rule that has always existed. But always. So trade is basically no before you owe. Um, there's certain fees that have tolerances. There's certain fees that the buyer can shop for. You know, like obviously there's standard fees in a mortgage on, on a mortgage company's uh, books that they have to cover. So those are fees they can't shop for. But like title, 
the real estate broker, the insurance right. company, those are all fees the buyer can shop for. Yes. And this is basically a, a document disclosing to them that that's the case. And they have to access the fees on it. Right. Right, because I, oh, the back end, when I had to review people's uh, uh, closing docs, they got penalized, excessive fees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Some buyers got the amazing refunds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll get some big credits. Oh, yeah, your credits. Even worse now, though, they just take it for the loan originator's compensation. So, it's kind of screwed up. Amazing. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I was there yeah. doing that. Yeah, you had to be there for trip. Yeah. That is simple. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know what it was called. Just ruining people's lives. Um, all right, so I send that one email out. Um, I got everybody on there. I'm attaching the agreement of sale. I'm done. Oh, and you attach the agreement of sale. Attach the agreement of sale. Also, when I write the first offer everything in that template gets signed i sign everything in that template i'm not chasing anybody down i'm not getting the aba signed later the affiliated business agreement i'm getting the warranty paperwork e-signed i'm getting the aba signed i'm getting the agreement of sale the buyer's financial the cooperating broker letter i'm getting them to sign uh the mls sheet this is my tip in mls the mls sheet i print that out pdf put it in the file I do their buyer's closing calls, I put that in the file. Um, if they sent me any sketchy text messages, I put it in the file. And I get everything signed, including the MLS sheet, so that when we get to closing or they buy the house, they can't come back and say, I didn't know that this was gas, the like gas range. Oh. Like, yes, you did. You signed the MLS sheet. We did the walkthrough. Here's the seller's disclosure that you also signed. You get the seller's disclosure signed, get the lead-based paint signed. But I make sure that there's multiple levels that they've signed everything. Then. You know, and because when I submit a deal, I'm going to get them to write a deal that's going to get accepted. I'm not going to waste my time writing a deal. So if I write a deal, there's a very strong chance that it's getting accepted. Um, I don't waste time. So then I have every document signed. And in case you have to write another deal, well, at least you got all the other administrative documents signed once. Then all you have to do is take care of the agreement of sale and like the trans that house specific documents. So then that seller's disclosure, you know, that lead-based paint disclosure. Um, so it's just, another, again, another time-saving thing. Like, you know, I, I've seen realtors send out individual docu-signs for each thing. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? One email, all of the documents, get them signed once by the buyer, get them signed by you, and then just submit everything to the listing agent that they need, and the rest sits in zip forms. So save yourself time. Don't get it all done. Like, don't worry about I guess people worry that they're sending too many docs to the buyer. Who cares? This is buying a house. This is the process. Just let them know. I'm going to send you a shit ton of forms later. Sign them all. Fill out the buyer's financial completely. Um, you know, the, don't be one of those realtors. I think I said this in the, in the video online. Don't be one of those realtors that's going to be an asshole. And f Well, I already gave you a pre-approval letter. You don't need the buyer's financial. Just get the buyer's financial completed and submit it. And, and you know, People will fight you on that. Like, well, the buyer's financial is not required. No, it's not. But are you really going to hold up the deal over that? So, and then on the flip side, if as a listing agent, don't be the listing agent with incomplete listings. Don't not have your seller's disclosure in the documents tab. Uh, if you have any listing instructions because you've created a, a massive team and now you have a transaction coordinator, put listing instructions in there on who they should be communicating with. Um, because if you email the listing agent on certain deals and they're a big team, you never hear from them. So you got to email like their transaction specific people, and sometimes they'll put, you know, um, contacts on there. So, just another tip: just do it right the first time is what I'm saying, and then you'll never have to deal with it again. Smooth, easy process. I I have so much less stress when I do a deal. Um, 
trying to think. Did I say anything that didn't sound right? Sounds crazy so far. How many buyers do you get that you've got inside? Oh, that's, yeah, that's not really an option for me. <laughs> They're going to figure it out. Yeah, you got to figure it out. I, I don't, figure out DocuSign. I mean, it's 2019. It's really no excuse. Oh, that's different. That's tough. You might have to go see her. Not many people are buying a house at 83, though. She's selling. Yeah, oh, that's different. No, well, selling I do in person. So selling, yeah, when you do a listing, you close that in person. You bring all, again, bring everything. And okay, good. Boom, do it right there. Mm -hmm. No, but buy side, I'm not wasting my time. Well, buy side, I yeah. have these people, they did have the document. Yeah, and I'm not carrying around 300 pages of paper for them to sign for one deal. Um, I don't have I don't have anything else that I don't think I I went over. Um, timeline wise, does anyone have any questions on, on timelines or expectations or? Um, Question about contingencies. Yeah. Um, what so you put the timeline in there, but then like for a zoning contingency, for example, because I have a buyer that's looking to do that, what would they need in order to not go through with the sale? Uh, okay. All they would need to do is send them the termination sale or the termination. Okay. You know, I mean, with, they don't get the yeah, they I mean, with the inspect, like these contingencies are pretty open ended. So like with a with a home inspection contingency, you know, if there's a leaf out of place on the front porch, you can terminate. I mean, there, you can terminate at any time under that contingency period for that for that reason. You know, and a home inspection is like kind of wide open. You know, I didn't okay. like the grass. You could do anything. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you basically on a, on a zoning thing like that, I would type up a separate addendum. That just says, you know, the, the buyer plans on getting, you know, needs to go get plans approved and we want six months to do that. Um, and if the zoning doesn't go through, then we're going to terminate the deal. Yep. And then you'll be able to terminate basically at any point. And it's just based on the, them taking a long time, it doesn't The city? Yeah. Um, well, if you're running up on that date, you know, they could, both, either party could terminate at that point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I would include that in there, that, you know, if we start running over a certain amount of time and we still don't even have a hearing date set with the city, uh, then buyer and seller, always buyer and seller, make it fair to both, have the right to terminate the sale. Um, on the loan side, um, on the loan side and on the title side, um, Nothing uh, on the title side. I think a lot of people think that title is uh, all online. You know, it's not. So a lot of people. I think a lot of people think that titles generated automatically because there are like these online garbage title companies now where you can run like a preliminary database search. That is not a full title policy, um, and you're not going to get title insurance based on that. And if they do, they're crazy, and you're probably not getting like full extensive title coverage. Um, but that's fine. No realtors are using them, but. I think people have gotten that, that impression. So title, normally when the title is submitted, you submit the order, title, at least a keystone, and this is to keep their cost down. Uh, I kind of skim right over this. They're gonna, em they're gonna wait for your home inspection to be done. Why? Because most deals are lost during the home inspection. And if you have a good loan officer, you don't have to worry about the mortgage because they pulled all your documents, right? Yeah. 
So they're only worried about the home inspection. So 10 days, five days, two days. Once you email them or once they follow up with you, they're gonna say, hey, did you guys make it through the home inspections? All good, can we put this order in? Then they're gonna order the search. Why? Because the search can cost 150 to 200 depending on the county. Then they're gonna order the tax search. So basically, they're gonna order all these certifications. The tax certs, usually they're online. The actual searches themselves, meaning they go down and they look at the records of what's been recorded against the property, that has to be done at the courthouse. So someone actually goes down there and physically does that. So they may have a whole backlog you know, of files ahead of yours. Um, so normally I say for title, always give it like 10 to 15 days to get a title policy. Um, so that's the other reason I like to go 45 days out, but I also like to control when the home inspector gets out there. So. You know, I always ask the buyers, do you care if you're at the home inspection? No. Can I schedule that for you? No problem. So I'll schedule the home inspection for them if they tell me I can. I mean, I want to get this done. And if it's not going to work, I want to know it's not going to work. I don't want to waste my time. Um, so just keep in mind that the title is not quick most of the time. Um, well, it's quick. I mean, it's quicker than the rest of the process. 10 to 15 days, you can have a, a full typed up title report um, and be ready to close. But then also keep in mind that just because the lender issues a CD, Again, title has to match up the numbers, right? We gotta, there's multiple layers to make sure the consumer's protected. And then on the mortgage side, there are a shit ton of people involved that I never knew about until I opened a mortgage company and I feel bad for loan officers. So I'm a little more sensitive to the loan officer now, but it's a shit process. Um, so basically, you know, we fill out our paperwork, right? We don't verify anything with the borrower. We don't pull docs, we don't ask for anything. These guys have to get like a two page list of documents tax returns, pay stubs, um, you know, on a standard deal, a standard government deal. Like there is a lot of documentation involved um, and then they have to submit that. It's, it's got a, an application. They have to do an application. Complete, yeah. a complete one. Teddy was in the underwriting. A complete yeah. one. Let's try that. Complete Besides, application. Let's try that. Make sure that nothing goofy was on the application. They don't make up stuff. Oh, they will. Fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks. I make 300,000 a year. Um, and then they'll submit that, obviously, you know, uh, process, they'll submit that to processing. Yep. Then processing scrubs the file. So now that's another person. Now, so far, two people, none of them can approve your loan. Sometimes there's a scrubber and a processor. Yeah, yeah, depending on how big, yeah, how big they're going. So, the, so then the processor will take over, they'll scrub the file, right? They're gonna make sure that everything is in there, order the appraisal, you know, collect, or at least collect payment for the appraisal. Then they're gonna submit it to the lender. This is a broker, a broker scenario. Then they're going to submit it to the lender that you've chosen to use, or the buyer's chosen to use based on you know interest yeah. rate, maybe just a program that they actually fit into. Uh, maybe they have shitty debt, and you have to put it in like a, a non-prime type lender. Mm -hmm. Then you have to wait for that lender to review the file and get initial comments back from the underwriter. If you're lucky, you know you'll have a one-day, two-day, three-day conditional approval with a conditional, a ton of conditions that need to be clear. So it's, it's usually not a quick process. And then most of the time, if you get a full clear file, you're gonna be waiting for usually like three things. Your, your, your big things are gonna be title policy, you need the appraisal, and you also need um, a verification of employment because they're gonna do a final. Um, and they're gonna do one before you close. Yeah, right, before you close. So those are usually like the last three big outstanding conditions that'll hold up the deal. Um, verification of employments do hold up deals sometimes, and sometimes they can get exceptions on them because if they worked at like a small shop, you know. So just keep in mind that most of the time, it's not the loan officer's fault, it's not the title company's fault, it's kind of everybody's fault for just not moving fast enough on the file. Um, but there's always someone involved, and it always comes down to that person's a salaried person, and they don't work hard. 
Um, they get their salary no matter what. So it's like, no, hey, if... No, we want an incentive plan always. I never heard oh, not of the, that. Oh, no, not the underwriters, but I mean as and far as, uh, like, getting your verification of employment. Like, that HR person's like, well, I don't get paid anymore we if I get all 70 VOEs done. Yeah. 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 The searcher's right. like, I don't care if I get all these searches done. I'm getting a yeah, salary to sit here. Yeah, let me get this easy one done, you know. That's how they do it. So just keep that in mind. Um, and especially here, like other title companies are on salary. Keystone's not. So everyone here is commission. Um, so the other couple, couple I have that are, uh, one of their, I'm going to be their buyer. I'm their buyer agent. Oh, yeah. I would be using Keystone yeah. the, the, for the title. Yeah, and I, I mean, the way I, I like to do title, and this we implemented a quality to make it easier for everyone to track it. Like, as you can tell, based on everything I just said, I'm yes. very hands-off. Like, I don't want to be talked to. Like, once I submit it, like, there's no reason for me to communicate with the title company because I'm not making a damn bit of difference in whether or not that gets closed. Mm -hmm. Calling a loan officer doesn't help because there's so many parties in it. Like, it just, you know, I know everyone thinks it helps. It doesn't help. It might help if you call, you know, uh, your credit card company and get your interest rate reduced, but it's not going to help uh, get through... Uh, uh, a process that's now so over scrutinized and controlled because we literally crashed the market well, in the real estate they industry. Just, they get their conditions in on time. Yeah, well, that's the other big thing, and that's the other thing, like tracing down the borrower. Don't grip and grab them on it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go see your real director, tell them when you go see your client, gather all the documents at yeah. one time. They're not grip and grab. Yep. And your loan will flow. And that's how we, we have it set up, too, is, like, a loan officer will kick back their file. If they submit anything without doc, a missing document, nope, processing sends it right back. Yep. And that's because we're not wasting anybody's time. You don't get a pre-approval until you have all the docs in. Because he'll tell you, we've been trained not only at Chase, but at GE and Wells Fargo. Well, not so much Wells Fargo. No trading at Wells Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. Mine only went one way. I, I don't have any. I don't do backwards. Yeah. So the loan officer wasn't... Yeah, there's stuff together or her stuff together. Don't, don't come see me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, what else timeline-wise mm -hmm. on the buy side? Anybody have anything they don't? Well, you mentioned a second deposit. Now, they all, that's up to them. That's up to the seller to request that second no, you. No, uh, it depends on the deal and how competitive is it. How competitive that is going into oh, when it. You're making the offer. Yeah, when yes. you're making the offer. So, yeah. like, usually. When I'm going into a deal, and actually when I start showing houses, it's so important to set the expectation yeah. with the borrower. Like, hey, here's the vendors I like to use. Do you have anybody? Now I clear that up up front. You know, here's my lender. Here's why I want to use my lender and not police and fire. This just happened with my brother. Like, well, one, I own it. You're freaking using it. Two, police and fire, they suck. Call Aunt, call Aunt Marie. She'll tell you. They won't close the deal. Um, so set the expectation with them. Um, shit, Teddy, what did you just ask me? Why was I going on that tangent? Deposit. Yeah, the second deposit. So when I write the first offer, it's always a, a strong offer, and it's because I set the expectation with them that we're in a really ridiculous yes. market. If you're working in Northeast Philly, there's 16 other offers in on this within the first 48 hours yes. if it's a decent property. Um, so you have to go full price. You may have to go over asking and add that seller's assist you need to close the deal onto the purchase price. Yeah, well, might not appraise. You're yeah. right. We're going to have an appraisal contingency and a mortgage contingency. We'll deal with that later. You know, but we got to get them a deal that they like first. We got to get it under contract. Then we can beat them up on the inspection and on the appraisal once we've had them off market for 30 days. 
And don't do the so, second deposit until after the after the inspection, inspection because then you're just tying up more money yes. and if the seller decides to be an asshole and not release the funds right. well now you get another three grand tied up that you need to write you another need deal to do it, we'll find another house. yeah okay. yep so yeah just uh the timelines are important it's like a chess game oh god chris oh. is involved in it chris is one of the agents that's involved in every step of the transaction he's probably watching oh, he knows i tell him all the time Oh, the, 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 the people who are buying didn't build in 181. So that's their mistake. They should have filled in 679. They didn't fill that in either. Yeah, once you start oh, really... Wait, can you ask me, will this, pass, will this house pass FHA? I mean... What am I? I'm not an when, I, when I do take a listing, like, oh, and when you go there, you can start okay. asking. Like, when you first get the listing, you'll yes. start knowing things that FHA stuff is stupid. Like, if the service cable on the back is frayed, that's not stupid. They got to take care of that. But then, like, chipped paint on railings, chipped paint on doors, chipped paint on windows. Missing railings. Missing railings. Safety items. Um, Oh, Oh. I missed that. How did I miss that? My biggest thing. I've never lost a deal for a home inspection. Mm -hmm. And that's because going into the home inspection, we set the expectation that when we do the home inspection, things are going to come up. It's a hundred year old house. You already knew that. Right. We're looking for life safety items and major defects. Things that we're not going to nip living in there safely. Yeah. And if okay. you're, if you, if this house has just been lived in and things are worn down, we're not going to ask for it. Okay. Right. We're not here to kill the deal. We're right. here to see if you're going to die because yeah. there's a, I don't know, an outlet connected oh. to your bedpost or something. Right. I don't know, but stupid shit. We're looking for safety <laughs> items. Yeah. Um, and things that are really, really expensive to fix. Other than that, we're not going to ask for it. Um, so I've been good at that. I know Chris Brandon like loves that line now, and he uses it on all of his I'm clients. Good at that too. Yeah, you got to control them. Because they get scared. They're you know they're well, buying. They only get paid uh, five dollars an hour. Yeah. They're not qualified. Yeah. First of all. Yep. Not, not a little bit. True, and and you got to be careful with the inspectors too. So, you know, I don't go to home inspections either. Um, I don't go to. Uh, appraisals, unless we're going to have a value issue and they need some influence, I might go and make sure we're using the right comps. And this one, i got to go let them, let them in, that's why. Yeah, but I, I normally, oh yeah, on the listing side, you're going to have to go. No, why don't but, you go? Uh, there's no point. You know, me being there doesn't serve any purpose. They're going to send me the report later, um, and I'm going to downplay most of the items in the report. So mm-hmm. me going to the report just wastes three hours of my time where I can't work. I can't do anything. Um, you know, and really, I don't like when the buyers are there. Because then the home inspector, you know, he's going to start getting, you know, oh, let me show you this pipe over here. You know, he's all impressed with himself. It's like, dude, shut up. What are you, that's not serious. Like, oh, these are asbestos tiles. Okay, well, that sounds scary, but it's not. Right. Leave them alone or tile over them. Yeah. Or just get a contractor and watch him rip it right up and not do it the right way. I mean, that's how things are really done. So, um, so I don't like to go for that reason. Um. Does the client pay the title company up front? That makes sense. Sorry, yeah, people are asking questions here. A, I didn't. You get a buyer, yeah, that that Sorry to throw you off, time. but if a loan officer calls a listing agent and says a, the paperwork from the buyer was false or forged but never issued a denial letter, is the selling broker still able to hold the deposit even though the buyer never signed off saying they can keep the deposit? Oh yeah, if there's fraud, if there's fraud, then the buyer's gonna lose their deal. Yeah, you can't write a um, 
You can't submit fraudulent documents uh, to a mortgage company, get denied, and get your deposit back. One, I would never bring that to court unless you're a dumbass. Hey, commit a fraud and I want my deposit back. Like, it's not going to work. So, yeah. I mean, just, really? Yeah. Hopefully you get a judge that's like, you, re- you want to think rethink that statement and maybe just leave? It's really a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hold on, I got another one here. Does the client pay for the title company up front, or is it a part of the closing cost? And should you refer your client to a specific title company, or do they choose their own title company? Um, well, I mean, in particular, I prefer that everyone use Keystone, mainly because we control everything in-house, um, and their commission, and we have no fees. So, you know, if plain and simple, if you want to use another title company, compare their fee sheet and watch them charge your buyer more for something, we do the same thing. Rates are set standard by the state. Um, but everything, the only things that your buyer's paying for up front should be um, the home inspection, um, an appraisal, and an appraisal reinspection if there were FHA issues. And um, that should be it. Sometimes a credit report. But, but that, that should be it. There shouldn't be anything else paid for up front. The rest of it's going to be charged at closing on the CD. So title is charged uh, at closing on the CD. And title fees are set by the state. You know, I mean, PA in Jersey, it's a f- flat rate or like a percentage based on the purchase price. You can't change that. The only thing that they're ever going to have different are maybe closing fees, and we don't charge any. So we charge a doc prep fee, but everyone charges that. Uh, but we don't charge like a $500 use our uh, title office fee. Like, no, that's fraudulent. And actually, I can send you emails where I'll see CDs come over at the mortgage company, and I'll battle with the owner of that other title company. So we had an attorney charge one of our clients $2,100 more than we would have because he's an attorney. But he was using Chicago to underwrite the deal. Chicago I mean, so like at the end of the day, there's really no point in having an attorney review your title policy because you have title insurance. So you're kind of covered there. You know, like it, you're just wasting your time. Yeah. So we're not an attorney state PA. South Jersey's not an attorney state. Maryland, North Jersey North is. North Jersey and New York. But it's just a way for them to make money. That's really all it is. They send in the, they send in the back to the car and say, man, I have my credit always. Yeah, they charge your broker fee at settlement. And besides that, they serve zero value. It's $300 enough, I should say. Yeah. Let me see if any more questions. Bernice's daughter said, not all banks are bad. All banks are bad. Plain and simple. They don't care about you. Someone said to me yesterday, well, wait, I've been a, I've been wait, a member wait, of the wait, bank. I was the mortgage underwriter. We were good. Yeah, all right. You ain't closing shit I'll over there. I'll tell you one thing about TD Bank. Their pipeline was super jumbo. All I got was the Well, that's York. what I'm saying. Like, the if you wait, people. the banks only I want mean, the good paper. They're not going to close your deal. I'm the store business of people and underwriting some You got their numbers? Damn. I'm the millions. The investors. We got another comment. There was no paper saying it was fraud. He just said they couldn't figure out the numbers. <laughs> I was like, oh. And if you're good, get the 
people to fix the FHA repairs up front, even on the buy side. So ask mm -hmm. for them in the inspection report, because mm -hmm. you already know what's going to come up yes. if you've been doing this long enough. Mm -hmm. Ask them to fix that. So maybe you don't have to pay the reinspection fee, and then your clients will like you. Yes. So, another thing. Mm -hmm. And it's always dumb shit, like literally chipping paint, cracked windows. Um, That's FHA. Yeah. I'm about Facade. Oh, conventional. I don't even know what they ask for. Missing rallings. But that type of stuff. Uh, let me see. I used to have, you know, a lot of the homes, they would have, they, the new homes, toll brothers and all that, they would build homes, and the people wouldn't have enough money for a deck. So you would have these sliding doors, and they would have no, you know, nothing there. So you could just come right out by mistake. Somebody, you know, oh, let me see in backyard. Fall right out. So, yes, that was the condition. Put a, put a, put a brace or something across. You need like a railing in between the sliding door there. No, so, right across. Okay. Yeah, wood, yeah. wood. Use that stuff. Wood. So the people could see it. So that was the standard condition on new construction. It seems like nobody could afford to get the deck. Oh. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah, insurance has inspections too now. Yep. So some insurance companies are going to inspect the property and they'll ask for they'll ask for stuff. That'll throw a wrench in it. They can get all that 3,000 square feet, but they couldn't get that deck. You do have an insurance uh, contingency in here too. So uh, maybe I'll just tell you that as the last thing. So when I get the inspections checked off, um, again, I've already said this verbally to my client that I'm going to let you know, you know, here's what I recommend you do inspections. You cool with that? Great. I only give them that option to check them off. Okay. Another time saving thing in the document. Um, if they don't know how to use a computer, they're going to check off. They're going to elect and waive both inspections on both sides and you're going to have to fix it later. So I always delete the text box or delete the signature box um, for waived or elected, you know, like whichever one you're doing, delete the other box. So home inspection we do, yeah. wood infestation, oh, yeah. um, deeds, restrictions, and zoning, because that's technically title. Um, water service in, the, in Philadelphia, you don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. So uh, radon, I always have them elect it. They don't have to do it because they elected it, but you know, uh, radon kills people. On-lot sewage, again, not going to happen in Philly, but outside the yeah. city, you mm -hmm. might have to. Mm -hmm. Property and flood insurance, always elect that because, again, it's something like, hey, if the insurance company says, yo, you need a new roof, you know, but the inspector didn't and someone else didn't, and you can't get that waived on the insurance and every insurance company asks for it, you need yes. to terminate the deal because you can't get insurance on the house. Oh, property and, did you say property and flood? Mm -hmm. Property and flood, yeah. Got to be able to get property insurance. And property boundaries, that's one right. where... If you don't get that, you get right. You can't yeah, get you can't it. close. The house can't go away. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people deal. miss that. Actually, my one of my biggest commercial uh, sales I ever did. The we didn't have any problems with the appraisal inspections. We didn't have any problems with the lender. We had a problem with the insurance company, and we had a ton of repairs to fix. A ton. I think we spent seventy thousand repairing stuff for our insurance company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they'll they'll get you too. That's why I don't even know why I didn't think of that. And then of course lead based paint for properties built prior to seventy eight. So usually you can uh, you can waive that, but. Um, but yeah, so definitely the four that I'm always doing are home, home wood. and property inspection, wood, yeah. deeds and zoning, property and flood, radon. and radon. And you can do property boundaries like outside of the city. I wouldn't do it in the city because like it's pretty obvious. It's yeah, it's pretty obvious. You know. Well, it's right and black. Yeah. Outside the city, most of the local places there, meets and bounds. Yeah. What's the difference between FHA loan and a conventional loan? So, well, 
that Margaret. Margaret. Yeah, that's a whole nother class. So basically, the FHA Margaret loans. Lewis. Yeah, Margaret Lewis. Answer right now. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Teddy has asked you to come to her house ten times to get you up to speed on mortgages. Sad. Good. All right, no. So FHA, FHA yeah. is going to be. Uh, she's tough, man. I'm just going to start. Teddy, yeah, you won't believe what this girl said, and I'll let you call her. No, Margaret Lewis. From day one, we've been put a meeting. Yeah. Oh, can I come to your house and learn about mortgages? Sure. Then I find out she only lives like maybe five miles from me or whatever. But anyway, she has asked me ten times. She's called me up. We had dates and she didn't show up. Mm. I was already giving her the giving spill. Giving her the training. Yeah, coffee on and all. Yep. Because she was a, she's a blank slate. Yeah. She don't know what's all No. Well the big thing, I mean, most of your clients are gonna be FHA, so that's all you have to worry about. Point is ninety six and a half percent. Yeah, no, that's going to be the LTV. The thing is, you need to be able to recognize your animal. Yeah. Okay, good. How about that? Yeah. Recognize your animal. <laughs> so get an animal and recognize it. Yeah. Um, but FHA is going to be 3.5% down, usually a better interest rate. Um, the big difference is there's uh, required private mortgage insurance on those, um, but they're usually more flexible on like debt-to-income ratios. Um, they're going to do an appraisal. Their appraisal is going to ask for repairs and things like that. Um, but usually you get a better rate. Uh, but you're going to pay for that in, in private mortgage insurance as well. So, But they're more flexible loans. And then your conventional loans um, usually don't have the best rates. Uh, they're slightly higher than government loans because they're, um, there's no protection to the lender. The FHA loans are basically insured by the federal government. Um, and the FHA loans are basically uh, QM, qualified mortgage, meaning the borrower has an ability to repay and they verify that. Uh, conventional loans, though, I mean, you can, do, uh, you can do some funny things with conventional loans now. So you're probably not dealing with conventional loans. I'd, I'd focus on FHA and go to Teddy's house for some coffee. So. <laughs> uh, there's so many wonderful conventional loan products. So right? many, yep. Uh, anything else for the good of the core? Has anybody had the opportunity to uh, have a client to, to take opportunity to develop it with a ten thousand dollar grant? No, I know people that applied, but they were setting up appointments. Last I heard, all the way up to like yes. July twenty sixth. Wow. Yeah, but there's not much. There's only like three million for the grant. Like there's only like three million available or something like that. Oh, that's small. Yeah, there's like three hundred grants available. Yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's good price stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it made the city look good. Years ago, it was, it was really, really good. It was like 15000 Oh, well. Wow. 15000 the city of Philadelphia. It was an incentive to move into Philadelphia. Cool. No other questions on here. Jenny, you good? You got enough info? There's all, yeah. Now, the agreement in our paperwork, did we say how long did we say that in our in our private files? Or did we uh, just put it in zip forms. Yeah. Zip forms. Zip forms will do all of it. Don't okay. keep any paper. No, no. I meant in my, in my computer. That was a slight at Mike Serator, who has paper files for everything. You know what he has? You see what he drives around? Yeah. He's going to have a hernia. Yeah. He's got a lot. No, He's would, got massive legal files for it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, the government wants you to keep, what, 25 months. Yeah, I think we keep for seven years or ten years. So, uh, zip forms so will escrow everything. I don't need to keep the same thing in my computer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am keeping it, but I'm wondering how long should I keep it? 
Uh, no, just put it in Zip Forms and it's escrowed in there. Yep. Yep. And any document that you sign through mm -hmm. Zip Forms using DocuSign or the Zip Logic sign yes. will automatically be sent back there. Yes. So the only thing you have to do is upload the actual executed documents. Okay. But Chelsea checks for all that when the deal closes. So, you know, okay. we'll get you or you won't get your check. Just in case the government wants Plain to and simple. do an audit or something. Yeah. Uh, all good? Oh, what's the VMAX tax oh. authorization form? Uh, that's uh, so the title company or the conveyancer. Is it in zip forms? It's all in zip forms, yeah. There's a couple forms in there, tax authorization and uh, payoff authorization. Yeah. They require a wet signature. I did see the, key, I did see the PO. Yeah. One. I did see the PO. And that's the other reason I like to do the listings on by hand in person mm -hmm. with them because you're going to need wet signatures for payoff forms. Um, and then you the send that already. to the doc to the uh, lender. Oh, you did it on your own? Yeah, sure. Oh. That was easy. Let title do it. You're doing too much work. I mean, I already have it. I'm going to send it to We pay for it. Uh, so. Oh, no, we got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Class A service to And you know what? I always I always order payoffs. Always order at least five to ten days. Oh, yeah. Over your closing date so that you don't have to go back and order it again because sometimes they're a little slow sometimes. These companies, aren't they? Yeah. And some of them charge it ten dollars. Yeah, they'll charge. Some people charge ten, twenty dollars. Back when the mortgage heyday, when we were so busy, the company started charging for the payoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do call. I will. Uh, they're one person. I will sit on the phone, and they'll say, hey, "We're going to get that out to you by the end of the day." And I'm like, "All right, yeah. I'll be on hold. I will wait because yeah. I know they're not going to do it." And so I'm just going to sit there and wait. And then they'll tell you, "We can't email it. We're going to have to mail it, or we have to fax it." Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Here's my email address. You say you have to. Mail I'm waiting. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting. Sure I got it. Yeah, that's right, man. It's the last thing we're waiting on. I remember calling. It's because it's, it's computer generated. <laughs> this is what we're waiting. We're just waiting on the payoff. Yeah, it's and computer it, generated shit. They're just giving you a hard time. Yeah. yeah. Again, salary people. They yeah. don't yeah. work yeah. as hard. Yeah. So, usually I can narrow it down to the salaried guy that fucked it up. <laughs> All right, people. See ya. To the online people. That's that was it. That was it. That was good. Yeah, it was good stuff.